0: One of the most powerful things that we have is the power of the money in our pockets, what we do with it, how we choose to spend it, and who we choose to spend it with. Hello, welcome to another episode of On Social Impact, the podcast dedicated to championing and celebrating the great social impact businesses of Ontario. I'm your host Neil, and this episode I'm so excited to bring you another guest who is using the power of his business to create a platform. That will help other social impact leaders to find new markets and to create scale and to create new change in the world. In the last episode we were inspired by Tim Nash of Good Investing who talked to us about how we can use the power of the money in our pockets to create investments that do good for ourselves and for the society around us. In this episode you're going to meet another business leader who's going to help you to make your dollars go further and to do even more good in the world. So as they say, on with the show.
1: Uh, my name is uh, Rafiq Riyad and uh, I organise the Buy Good, Feel Good uh, Expo here in Toronto.
0: Fantastic and I mean thank you so much for making the time to appear on on Social Impact and I know that we're almost on top of the, the Expo at the Enercare Centre so you must be really busy. How are the preparations going? They're
1: going really well actually, uh, this will be our fifth edition so uh, you hope that you learn from your past mistakes, and and we certainly do, so we're not making the same mistakes, we're definitely making new ones, which is exciting. (laughs) But yeah, things are going really well. There's definitely much more uh, reception from both social enterprises, businesses, and the general public about the concept. Uh, We've been building this for the past three and a half years, and um, and we definitely feel now that there is a buzz about what we're doing and we're super
0: excited about that fantastic that sounds really really good and I, mean, I think before we talk about the expo itself can you introduce us to the buy good feel good concept what's the, the big idea behind it
1: so I'm not sure I would use big but the idea behind it really is is to create a platform uh, I'm a big believer in social enterprises socially driven businesses in um, in positively impacting the world. There are different players in international development and different players in poverty reduction uh, efforts around the world, and I really and truly believe that socially-driven businesses should be up there in terms of the impact uh, when it comes to these efforts. Uh, So the Buy Good, Feel Good expert, the idea behind it is to create a platform that is 100% dedicated to socially driven businesses, social enterprise, to uh, share their mission, to meet their prospective consumers, and to do business. Um, Without us knowing what is out there in terms of possibilities and options, um, we're unable to support these businesses, and um, that's what the Buy Good, Feel Good is all about.
0: So it sounds like a real hub of opportunity of bringing people together to basically change issues in society.
1: Absolutely, and and it's amazing what we see happening at the Expo. Not only at the exhibiting businesses, our partners um, do uh, get engaged in business transactions with the public, and we have a B2B uh, component that I would uh, talk about in a minute. Uh, But not only that, but it's amazing seeing how, as uh, social enterprises, they interact with each other. The amount of business networking, uh experience sharing that happens when you put in one room uh, like-minded people uh is, is just phenomenal and and um it is for for me this is the biggest win um having for four days 100 plus socially driven businesses uh, and after four days everyone comes out as friends and business partners and mentors and mentees and uh it's, it's really pretty amazing
0: Fantastic. And certainly thinking back to some of the other episodes of this podcast, that theme of bringing people together and just talking to make stuff happen has come through really, really strongly from just about everyone I've spoken to. So this sounds like a a brilliant way of of doing that across business to business and business to consumer. Where did the idea come from in the very first place for you?
1: So I'm originally from Egypt. I've always worked in the traditional international development space where I was involved in... Uh, poverty reduction programs and strategies uh, funded by uh, bilateral organizations, so um, country to country type of uh, aid projects, if you'd like. Uh, I moved to Canada six years ago, and uh, I moved with the conviction that social enterprises and again socially driven businesses should be up there in the fight against poverty, in the global fight against poverty, and. Uh, Throughout my um, work experience, I was lucky to have been introduced to amazing projects that worked really, really well, but I've also been introduced to and exposed to projects that did not work that well. And uh, more and more I became um, convinced that it is really when you empower people through business, when when the relationship becomes... Uh, one of uh, a partnership rather than donor to recipient uh, when when the person or the community or the country that i want to work with or i would like to engage in supporting uh, becomes a business partner of mine my personal interest becomes completely and equally tied to their uh, own interests as well Uh, so i moved to canada six years ago and i started a small social enterprise where i was working with uh, communities around the world, importing products, trying to uh, provide them with access to the market here. And it didn't take long, or maybe it did, it was a couple of years in, uh, that I realized that there wasn't a platform for socially driven businesses to go and do business. Um, All the events that I ended up going to uh, in these first two years were events that I felt maybe attracted some of, my target market, but were not 100% dedicated to what I was doing. So I was I would go to farmers markets, for example, or uh, just environmentally or green focused type of events. Uh, there wasn't a platform that was um, encompassing, uh, comprehensive for socially driven businesses. And, um, and this is when I decided to uh, leave what I was doing as a social enterprise and uh, dedicate the time and effort and creating an environment for other social enterprises to thrive.
0: Fantastic. And certainly, I mean, we, we see a lot about organisations who arise and, and come together to create digital spaces. So I really think it's wonderful that you're creating a physical space across across four days in the heart of Toronto. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it, it is great. I think we, uh, as much as obviously we're very much in a digital age and in a lot of... Uh, business transactions do take place online with the types of businesses and the types of consumers that we're after sharing the story and and uh, seeing and touching the product and engaging on a personal level we feel at this stage is is super important
0: excellent and I'm really interested as well in the the structure of the Buy Good Feel Good. Um, You've got the expo, obviously it sounds really exciting, and you've got a speaker series, and you've got the Young Social Entrepreneurial Contest as well, so you've got all of these opportunities for kind of people to to come together. What was it that came first, and then how did the rest grow from that initial activity?
1: So uh, the expo came first, and um... During the expo, we have a, a main stage where uh, we invite some of our most inspiring uh, exhibitors to to come up and, and share their story. And I realized that year after year, we're growing in terms of a number of exhibitors, and we don't we don't have time to listen to all these stories. And there is so stories that are not only inspiring, but they're powerful, and I would go to the extent of calling them life changing. And it was a shame that. Uh, there wasn't a platform for these entrepreneurs to share their stories with the general public. So after the expo, we moved to the speaker series and we decided to do periodical talks about social change, um, where we invite mostly uh, businesses from our community uh, to come and share their stories with the public. And these are free events that are open to the public and uh, they're a lot of fun, Uh, super inspiring. Um, after that came the young social entrepreneur contest Um, while we were organizing the expo I got a few uh, email requests from people who were just starting their businesses asking if they can uh, attend the expo at a special discount and so on and it hit me that um, if we really want to cultivate that ecosystem of social entrepreneurship Youth-led organizations uh, do require a lot of support in the first couple of years, and uh, not only in terms of exhibiting space, but in terms of mentorship, in terms of uh, sharing of experience. So uh, we launched the Young Social Entrepreneur Contest, in which we invite youth-led organizations to submit their business um, idea and create a video about what their impact is. We then put this out to the public for voting, and the winning organization becomes, becomes one of us for a year. So they obviously come to the expo uh, complimentary, but throughout the year, if there's anything that we, through our contacts, our connections can offer them, we do that for a year. And then we open up the, the contest again for another batch
0: next year. Fantastic. And if, is this the first year that's run or how many years have you had this?
1: so the young social entrepreneur has been ongoing for two years so we've had two winners so far uh we have a winner uh this year this is our second winner and then last year was our first year
0: brilliant and i think again just what you're saying about having that whole ecosystem and kind of life stage different life stage of the businesses and a trajectory for young people as well to kind of come into social impact businesses and then grow up and through with them as well is, is really, really important, and that seems to be a theme that, that's echoing. So I'm really excited for the Expo, and I'm really sorry I won't be able to make it this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure next year you'll be here.
0: This is, this is the plan. This is, <laughs> this is the plan. Um, so, in terms of, so in terms of the Expo itself, obviously it's coming up quite quite quickly. Um, can you talk to us a bit about the some of the companies who will be exhibiting and who will actually be coming through the doors on the, the days it's open?
1: The type of companies that typically uh, exhibit with us. So we have a very rigid selection criteria, and uh, we we have a personal interview with every new exhibitor that submits an application. We just want to make sure that the companies that are on the show floor really adhere to our values and are a good fit to our community. Uh, we typically work with fair trade certified uh, products, so these would either be Fair trade certified foods, coffee, chocolate, sugar, uh, other types of commodities, or fair trade certified apparel, uh, home decor, and artisanal pro- uh, products. We work a lot with um, companies, for example, that uh, have uh, socially driven employment practices. There is a company, very small company, but super impactful, based out of Hamilton, Ontario. I believe uh, they, they work in Haiti and then they run an orphan prevention program uh, where um, for living parents that uh, seek to give their kids away for adoption, they employ them into that enterprise under the condition that they keep the kids wow. uh, within the family homes. We have amazing stories all over. Uh, we typically, our exhibitors, and I always say we because I feel our exhibitors and us are one, um, so we typically work with 50 different countries uh, in the developing world, and, uh, and products range from fairly mined uh, diamonds to uh, handmade uh, Maasai bracelets, uh, home decor, food, beverages, Um, even our bar would have fair trade certified wine and and beer Uh, we try to uh, we really have a dream of an economy that is just and fair and equitable to all and uh, and we try even if it's only for four days to um, to simulate that economy
0: that's amazing that's completely taken my expectation of the expo to a whole new level
1: yeah it, it is pretty cool that the range and that's the, really is the purpose of this expo is it's showing people what options are out there um, there is literally now everything that we need uh, and we buy on an everyday basis from shoes to socks to underwear to shirts to pants to bags to gifts to christmas decorations there is there are enough social enterprises and, and socially uh, minded businesses that offer literally almost everything and we just need to know about them and, 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 and support them because they need that support um, typically these organizations do not have they're obviously very much passion driven they do not have the marketing budgets that other organizations and, and businesses do and, and they just need our support they just need uh, our conscious decision to say Instead of buying this item, I'm going to support that company. And, and with that voting power through our money, um, not only do these companies become sustainable, uh, they are more able to, uh, to have a bigger impact in the communities that they work in, and it inspires others to get into that business. When you see a successful business, say, all right, that's successful, I want to do something similar. Uh, and this is how we grow the whole ecosystem and we grow the economy.
0: Absolutely. And I think that I think you've hit the nail right on the head there with showing that it's possible to do to do good with the, the power of the dollar in your pocket and not Absolutely. just buy from the same sort of people you've always, always bought from and have that kind of the demonstration and have a platform to share those stories. It's yeah, learn learn by learn by mimicry, learn by learn by doing and, and all grow together. So it's an it's an amazing thing. And I'm yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so excited. I'm <laughs> sitting there, I'm genuinely <laughs> really excited about about what it is that, that you're doing. Um so who so in terms of the people who'll be coming along to the expo, you obviously have business to business side. Is it something that the general public are able to come along to as well? Will they be able to, to come walk around?
1: Sure. So actually, the the expo when we started back in twenty fourteen for the first um, three editions, it was just a uh, business to consumer uh, expo. It was a consumer show, and then uh, I've learned it's obvious, but it takes time. It's amazing how a lot of things are obvious, but uh, when you're doing when you're in the heart of the operations, you miss things. Uh, it is obvious that for these businesses and again our purpose is to support socially driven businesses and for us to better support them uh, to become financially sustainable they need orders they need to get uh, they need to have business connections Um, so last year uh, as part of our opening reception uh, we invited a few buyers um, and we had a buyers reception it was super well received that we decided this year, um, in this edition next month, that we would have one full day uh, that is close to the public and just dedicated to uh, business development. So these are typically buyers who are looking to source ethically, um, ethically sourced products into their stores uh, and then go back to the weekend uh, that is open to the public. So Friday is B2B only, uh, and then Saturday and Sunday are open to the public.
0: Brilliant, and it sounds like it sounds like you're growing every every single year, which is fantastic. And you're obviously you founded it in in twenty fourteen. It's scaling really well. I mean, what are some of the things you've learned along the way that you could share with the listeners? What are the sort of things you wish you'd known when you started, and, and kind of what would you have done differently?
1: I wish I've known that it takes time. (laughs) Uh, I wish I've known that I needed to be a little bit more patient. Like I look back at the last three years and uh, it was and still is stressful. And then when people ask me, yeah, so why is it stressful this year? You've been doing this now for four times and and this is your fifth time. Uh, It is stressful because every year we add something new that causes stress. (laughs) Like is that going to work or not kind of thing uh so this year the full day dedicated to buyers is what's stressing me i'm no longer stressed about uh, the public coming in i'm no longer stressed about managing the bar or i'm no longer stressed about setups and so on i think i've done them uh, enough times that i'm okay uh with them but it's the stuff that we add every year um the lessons um basically i think two things are super important that um what we're doing here, we're building a movement, um, and there is nothing that is built, there is nothing that could be built just by one person, so uh, the power of partnerships is just enormous, Um, and then the second thing is that everything takes time, including the partnerships, so um, I look back at when I first started, and and I my first few emails that I sent to organizations that I wanted to partner with, and and I look at what kind of support and, and, and relationship I had with them back in 2014 versus what I have with them in 2018, and the difference is just huge. Uh, it takes time to build these relationships, and, and um, everyone in this movement and everyone in this economy that we're trying to build is super passionate, super driven, but super busy and super stretched as well. Of course. So it takes time to find really, really meaningful synergies and and to work on
0: them. That makes makes sense. And again, a number of people I've spoken to in the UK and in, in Canada have said about this this idea of being stretched and if only there was more support for businesses like us um, where they started with that absolute clarity of passion and vision and then all of the day-to-day things of running a business kind of get almost get in the way sometimes <laughs> so i mean what's the what's the environment like at the moment in ontario for socially minded businesses is it a is it a supportive place to start up a, an organization such as yours
1: uh, I would say yes, um, first of all, the government of Canada and the government of Ontario do have a lot of programs, grants that are focused on social enterprises. I think, uh, to be honest, it is the time to start a social enterprise in Canada, uh, it is high up on the, uh, political agenda, um, so there are a lot of resources available for sure. Um, We are in the business of fighting these social enterprises uh, and and working with them, and I feel that our database grows every month with new ventures that we hear about. Uh, I know you've interviewed someone from the Center for Social Innovation. This is where we're based as well. Yes. Um, Every month or two, we see a group of new people coming in, getting their laptop and sitting in what they call the hot desk area and they have a social enterprise that they're working on. Uh, So it is definitely growing and it's uh, very, very encouraging at the moment, I think.
0: Fantastic. And from the consumer side, do you think people are more concerned with where their their dollars are going now?
1: There are two sides of me that want to answer that question. Uh, One side is the hopeful side that wants to say yes and and that's what we're betting on. Uh, And the other side is, is I am confused by, um, and, and maybe this is something I should research more or learn more about, I am confused at consumer trends. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a big scandal involving a Canadian company a few years back in, uh, in Bangladesh, in Rana Plaza, where I thought watching the news and seeing this, these horrific images uh, that this is it, Every single Canadian will, from now on, ask who, how, how much were they paid. Uh, I want to know everything about the product that I'm buying. Mm. And it did happen for a few months, and then it stopped. And I wonder why that happened. I wonder if that's a big PR machine that managed to, to erase these memories from everyone's minds, or we as consumers we forget is it not as convenient to buy socially and ethically sourced products that it is to buy mainstream obviously that is a reason uh, but to answer your question i think we see that in our consumer our open to the public days at the expo every year we get more people mm-hmm. um and we get people who are interested in asking questions in, uh People, people who come to the Buy Good Feel Good Expo are typically not coming for a trade show deal. Like, oh, if you come to the trade show, you get it for 25% cheaper than when you get it on the high street kind of thing. Sure. Uh, so um, we're very hopeful. We see definitely um, larger and larger people coming out for the Expo and for other events around the city and around the country. Uh, but there is definitely a lot of work that still needs to be done in this area.
0: Okay, so the green shoots of progress, so to speak, but more work to be done, like you say. Absolutely. Oh, interesting, interesting. So let's talk talk about you for a moment. I mean, what was the spark that set you on a social entrepreneurship path rather than just going into a, a normal, in inverted commas, business?
1: I think I can trace it back to a school trip that I did when I was living in... Um, so I'm I'm originally from Egypt and lived in... Uh, I was raised in Egypt uh, most of my life, and uh, we went on a school trip at the age of 12 or 13 to a community that is responsible for collecting garbage from the city of Cairo. So that's a community of around 50,000 people, I think. Uh, Obviously, there are no official records of numbers, but we think around 50,000 people who collected uh, waste, solid waste, household waste uh, from around back then 15 to 18 million residents of cairo every single day wow Um, and that community even though in terms of waste recovery they were their performance was exemplary like egypt had the highest waste recovery rates in the world uh, but that community was plagued with disease uh, illiteracy and and uh, lack of hope in general Uh, So, that memory stuck with me growing up, and and I wanted to be involved in in providing people with opportunities. Um, The cool thing, though, is that community that I saw 12, so 26 years ago, uh, is now an exhibitor at the Buy Good, Feel Good in Toronto. So, uh, they have uh, recycled products that they they bring from Cairo, and uh, yeah it's that's gone full circle and I'm, and I'm super happy
0: about that 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 is amazing i love I, I love that i love that story and i love the fact that it's come full circle that's,
1: yeah that's, absolutely I mean, i'm very lucky just, yeah that's
0: just brilliant i know i've said it a few times this interview but i love it <laughs> <laughs> i really really love it and again every yeah. You're just, you're continually kind of raising the bar on this this, this <laughs> oh, no, expo. Man, <laughs> awesome. So um, what's okay? What's next for you and the buy good, feel good team? I mean, you're, you're going to have a bit of a rest after the expo, I would, I'd expect. Um, Not a bit, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's next? So the expo closes its doors. What's, what's next for Rafiqan and team? Um,
1: I think we start planning the next expo right away. Um, uh, to be honest, for now, we have big dreams of, of having the Buy Good Feel Good Expo as the place for social enterprises from all over the world to come and meet and do business. Uh, I don't have, at the moment, we have a lot of ideas, like going digital, having, uh, we obviously were super lucky that we meet amazing people and inspiring people every single day, and and, and there is this little Bit of piece of me that says, Oh, it would be so cool to have a brand as well and, and to have a set of products and, and work directly in the field with the with communities. Uh, but I think at the moment, we're still so far away from reaching our dream of, of uh, putting Buy Good, Feel Good on, on the social uh, enterprise map of the world. It definitely is in Canada and uh, the United States. Uh, but we would like to, we typically get maybe around 20% of our exhibitors um, internationally, Um, we would like to increase that number and we would like to grow the show and and put put many, many, many more social enterprises in the spotlight.
0: Fantastic. And what's the best way that people, that listeners out there could help you do that?
1: so obviously the i know we all say it but uh just be in touch with us so if you uh want to follow our news on social media um facebook twitter instagram they're all all the handles are buy good feel good uh if you are in canada and can attend the show as a consumer that would be great if you are in any capacity a buyer that makes buying decisions of anything, come check out our wholesale day. If you're a social enterprise or a socially driven business yourself, uh, get in touch and um, and then join our community.
0: Fantastic, so it's a real open invitation to, well, to the world to get involved by the sound Absolutely. of it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Excellent, actually one other, one other question did, did come to mind there, and obviously you are building all of these really close relationships with people and, and companies in Canada and obviously around the world do you think there are any common threads or hurdles and barriers that social impact business businesses need to overcome as then kind of coming out of these conversations you're having with people
1: I think for any business in general and, and especially for social enterprises with um, and again and then they're social enterprises and socially driven businesses that we work with at least are are of a very specific nature in terms of uh very limited resources very limited uh initial funding uh extremely big dreams and extremely high passion and, and drive uh i think the two biggest things was would be access to funding and access to markets um and, and the government of Ontario, again, and the government of Canada in general, and, and I feel like a lot of governments in the Western worlds are uh, starting to realize um, how, how international development and, and poverty reduction can be achieved through the power of business, and, and supporting social enterprises could take a lot of the burden uh, away from them. Uh, so there's definitely now a lot more um, programs for funding and, um, and in terms of market, this is what we focus on, we're trying to um, facilitate that access to markets through the expert.
0: If Buy Good Feel Good isn't already in your diary, it absolutely should be. It's on from the 11th to the 13th of May at the EnneCare Centre, Exhibition Place, Toronto get down there, go and see some of these vendors, go and see some of these companies who are changing the world, go and see if you can find Rafiq in the team just to say hi and let them know what a great job they're doing. Thanks Rafiq for your time, it was an amazing conversation and thank you so much to Nurjahan from Progoti for connecting me with Rafiq in the first place. What an amazing conversation that was and what an amazing opportunity and time this is to be in a social impact business in Ontario. If you've loved this episode, please do leave a rating on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. There are, there are many. Others are available. Do reach out to me as well. You can get me on Twitter, which is at OnSocialImpact. Or you can email me directly, neil at onsocialimpact.com. I'd love to hear from you if you're a social impact business leader and would love to come on the show. Or if you'd love me to talk to your favourite social enterprise out there. Whose story should be told through this podcast? Who would you like to connect with a bigger audience? It's an absolute honour and a privilege, and the more people I speak to, the more excited I'm getting about what an amazing time this is to be changing the world through business. So that's it for this episode. There's another one coming in two weeks' time, as always, so do reach out, do tell me what you think of the show, do connect me with the people whose stories you want to be told, and in the meantime, make your dollars make a difference. Go and change the world.